everybody, welcome to the Ketchup Cafe, where I catch up with old friends, new friends, or myself. And today, I got a friend here, a new friend. Um, her name is Jess. Uh, I met her at work. So in the previous episode, I mentioned I I tried out the working in the tech field, and uh, she joined our team and. Yeah, we we just bonded like from day one. Like we were introduced by our manager because you had working history with him, and I don't know. It was really like just natural. Yeah, it was really easy because I feel like maybe our workflows, like our the way we process things, is like sort of similar. Yes. But like I come from a very like chaotic nature, and you come very organized. <laughs> <laughs> we just balance each other. Yeah, but then I think in terms of like life things, um, like our path and where we were like standing in life, that's where we bonded, right? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, I think we're both in, in our mid mid twenties. Yeah. Figuring it out. Yeah. And once we started to really talk about like what we wanted to do versus like where we are. We started to share the same sentiment of just like this isn't this isn't where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So like, how do I get to where? Yeah, I want to be. be. Yes. Yeah. And like you yeah. talked about like, hey, I think we're on the same boat, but like sailing to like different places, but like we're yeah. on the same boat. And I was like, yeah, like I think you opened up more about where you were trying to sail to. And yeah. I don't know if you like want to share like what your like you know goals are yeah uh, no of course i think that's such a good like analogy that like we really are on the same boat just heading different directions mm-hmm. but you know like i guess the traditional route is that you know straight out of high school mm-hmm. you go into university and like you finish university ideally in four years and then right after university you mm-hmm. just get to like your career and that's that's what people deem as like successful or what most people see as like oh like she made it mm-hmm. and so at 24 now mm-hmm. not really having either of those mm-hmm. things under my belt no same <laughs> um, <laughs> um I, I haven't yet finished my undergrad degree and although i'm in the industry tech that i want to be mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that the role that I have right now is mm-hmm. is my dream job. Right, same, same. <laughs> yeah. So and so yeah. it's just like how how do I get out of this? Because there's so many variables of just like time and mm-hmm. money and like the fear that I won't reach a certain point in my life by a certain time. <laughs> uh, and so this is what I was talking to Nasha about. Where it's yeah. just like sometimes you need to just let go mm-hmm. of the original plan Mm -hmm. and embrace that plan's change yeah and that's okay see and that's what brought us here to this conversation (laughs) like no seriously that i think that that was a a good intro for like how we met it was like just those vibes of like feeling lost but relatable with each other and i'm like it was a nice place so I, I just want to set the scene a little like we're in like a digital cafe here um, and I guess I'll I'll like 
say what I'm drinking today. Like I have like a, a dirty matcha that's just like an espresso, espresso shot in an iced matcha latte. And I also got this like mochi donut, a green tea mochi donut um, on the side. Yeah, but no, like, what are you drinking at the Ketchup Cafe today? So, I made myself my own iced coffee. Oh, nice. I've got espresso machine, I've got oat milk, and then some, like, almond creamer in here, and that's, like, my go-to. Oh, nice. iced coffee drink. Wait, so you got oat milk going and almond creamer. Yes. Wow, that's... I'm not even lactose intolerant, I just prefer... No, same. I'm yeah, not, but I prefer, like, if I go out and I'm going to order a coffee, my go-to is, like, an oat milk cortado. Yeah. yeah. It's it, not even that dairy upsets me. I just yeah. don't like it as much. I don't know. Really? Like, why? Yeah. Why? Like, do you have a reason? Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> oh. I get phlegmy. Oh, from, like, from dairy. dairy? What? Yeah. I've never heard. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Like, no judgment, but... Okay. Interesting. I'm I'm curious about the science behind that. I don't know either. <laughs> like if I drink dairy, I'll need to like chug water. Oh, to, like, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Interesting. TMI. <laughs> and okay, so here's like an icebreaker, I guess. Um, question. Uh, if you were to eat overnight pizza, would you reheat it or eat it cold? I eat it cold. Oh my gosh. I'm the same. <laughs> Uh, it just tastes better. Me too. I don't know and why. Like, I don't need to like go through the hassle of reheating it. I don't know. It just that it's like that hard cheese. <laughs> it, it sounds so bad. And for the, all the haters out there, um, like no, but it's so good though. You guys can comment like if you like your pizza cold or hot because uh, overnight pizza. I, yeah. I'm glad I'm you a, you said I'm that. A I'm yeah, a cold yeah. gal too. So. <laughs> good that you shared we that, share that too. we share that too thank you everybody <laughs> um and here's another like you don't have to go deep into this but what was a childhood dream of yours to become a teacher whoa whoa Damn. yeah like okay what about you um <laughs> i was like Good question. I think like for the people who do know, like my childhood dreams are very like out there. Like I think at one point I really want to be like a rock star, but I think it's less of the music part. It's like that thrill of doing what you love, but like not so serious, but like successful and like yes. being on tour. That that was a very, I mean, I still feel like I have that motivation in me like I just don't know how to get there um, See, but, yours yeah. is like so fun and mine was like no I would pretend to like teach to my like stuffed animals oh wow see see that says a lot like you're a very organized you know like probably I like that girl okay that's actually funny because when we were at work we talked about it this is another thing is she's that no, one tab kind of girl and I'm like that a million tabs kind of girl computers about to break <laughs> yeah gonna explode and she's like how do you do that and I'm like how do you only have one tab like how do you get anything done I can't my brain just freezes when it sees that many really? tabs open I just lose 
I, I'm so sh my sh my short term memory is so bad that I don't remember like what I need, like so I have to have them all on the table so I know how to figure things out with all the tools on the table. But you're like probably like you put the tool back into the toolbox after you're done and then you take out the next. <laughs> and I'm like, open the toolbox, take all the tools. I don't remember what tools I have. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I think this is a good analogy in terms of like, I think a lot of people probably are on that, our boat. It's like, let's make a cruise of like, we're all lost. Um, maybe in our 20s, we're all sailing to different places. But I think being on this boat together and then like making it fun. Hey, this is a good analogy. This cruise ship, like sign on to the cruise. <laughs> We're all heading somewhere, somewhere, but we don't know how to get, get there. there. But like, let's have fun together while getting there. Oh, yes, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love that. Let's turn our cruise, and the cruise is like the journey of life. The the like the twenties, and I'm not sure. Like, people don't talk enough about the twenties because when I was younger, I would have older friends. Like, I was like 18, and my friends were like 25, and they would like finish uni they're doing something like way out of their their field of what they studied and i i would be judging them like um going like what yeah. are you doing with your life because i was really ambitious and i was like you know i i came from studying architecture and i was like i want to be an architect but now that i've graduated i'm like that's not the field for me but i still have a passion in it but yeah. it's just not the field and I'm that 25 year old that I judged. But I don't think I can even blame you because mm -hmm. we are like at least in North America and mm -hmm. like our society in Toronto, yeah. like we're raised to like believe that that is, that they, that those 25 year olds, mm -hmm. don't, we judge them and go, oh, they didn't figure it out or like they don't know. Mm. And when we're 18, we're like so naive to be like yeah I'm gonna become a teacher and mm -hmm. like that's that and you mm -hmm. don't really like question it yeah um and then you know like 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 we mentioned like plans change or um or life after true. grad yeah. I think that's the whole thing is no one prepped anyone about life after grad because it's like or you know like nearing grad people just expect you to get the degree and then yeah. work in the field that you studied. And I think that's just not for everyone. And in my case, I'm really living that path and then being okay with it. And I'm not trying to blame this on the Asian culture, but I think maybe it's like the, the fear of lack of success or something and defining that success. It's like, so not superficial, but I think what how i define success now is like am i supposed am i able to be at peace be joyful be thankful and then be valuable to the people around me provide um love and care even to strangers like i'm learning that and i think that's success like health yeah. health is wealth and like you know that but before i, I was thinking in terms of like a very shallow definition and I don't know I, 
I think you coming to that realization is mm-hmm. huge mm-hmm. at like our age mm-hmm. because some people don't even figure that out until mm-hmm. they're like late in life and they've already you know they're unhappy because mm-hmm. they were prioritizing the quote-unquote wrong things that would never actually give them that self-fulfillment right whereas you came to that realization <laughs> sooner than later yeah and that's that's super valuable and I think knowing that like mm-hmm. knowing that you have that now you're mm-hmm. gonna make the right decisions that mm-hmm. will like pr- protect your mind your well-being and like set you up mm-hmm. for success yeah like I don't, I don't know it it's like I bounce between the two worlds like sometimes I think we both are very obsessively uh like not I don't want to say oh we're high achievers but we we expect a lot from ourselves yeah um, especially at work like I think we bond over that and then like teaching each other like how to have grace um yeah. during those times but I think I found a lot of my self-worth in very tangible things of how I succeeded in school or my work yeah and not being able to have tangible like outcomes left me very lost and I felt like a failure at one point like (laughs) and like I'm the same way too and I know you mentioned you're Mm -hmm. like I don't want to blame this on Asian culture but I definitely think it's a factor Mm. in that feeling Mm. because of this overarching sense that like I I need to provide and then Mm. like get to a certain degree where I can then take care of my family oh my goodness that's like that's exactly yeah and like the stress of feeling like you're not on the right track or you're not yeah um or maybe we're on the right track but we just feel slower in getting there Mm. it starts to well for me anyway Mm -hmm. it starts to stress me out because Mm -hmm. I think I'm 24 Mm -hmm. I'm six years away till I'm 30 oh my god like (laughs) is six years gonna be enough to do x y and z right 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 and that that stresses me out Mm -hmm. but like you mentioned like I think talking to you and then Mm -hmm. just being very like open Mm -hmm. and honest with yourselves and like with the people around you that Mm -hmm again there's no measure to like like you're not this whole idea of like you are supposed mm-hmm, to have mm-hmm. achieved certain things by yeah. a certain age yeah throw that out the window because yeah. I, that literally mm-hmm. no one wrote that rule anywhere and mm-hmm. it doesn't exist it mm-hmm. only exists in our mind no no exactly i think that's also another thing why i wanted you to like be on the show is because you said that and i was like there has to be more people like talking like let's go on that cruise together and share that because uh like normalizing the the your own path and that um timing i i think should be celebrated more um yeah like i, I see these videos on youtube it's like i'm behind in life and all that and i'm like I feel you but also it was societal standards that made us feel behind so like I want to be able to destigmatize what it means to just ride out your own wave um, yeah and not feel that behind right I'm like you and I talked about this before and you had mentioned that like this is what makes something 
your own story. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, imagine if everyone just had the same True. story. Oh, True. I went to university, mm-hmm. spent four years mm-hmm. in university, got my dream job. Right. Like, right. Got in my job. Okay. What what if, what would we get to, like, right. learn from each other right. if we had the exact same I, like, I remember saying that to you because. Yeah, I, I like, opened was... up my brain. <laughs> No, because it it was interesting. I don't know if you, like, are okay with sharing, but you were telling me you you were going to school. Um, Right now, she's working a full-time job, and she's a part-time student, which is insane. I don't know how you're doing it. But you were contemplating, like, should I keep doing this to finish my degree in... um, Remind me what you were... I'm studying English literature lit, yeah, right now. English, yeah, English lit. And, um, but you also have a passion in like computer science or like the more, you know, tech side things. And I see you like pursuing that. Like I see you doing that. So I was like, I, I feel like it's valid for you to give it a try. Like why not like pursue that more tech side of things? Um, uh-huh. But I think you were fighting that like, I want to just finish it to say, you know, I have like a degree, but I was like, well, will that add value to your journey as a, you know, like as someone who wants to pursue, I'm not saying it won't, but I think giving yourself a time frame of like experimenting, it's okay. Like, and I think I was putting myself in your shoes. I'm like, I probably would feel that way. Like, it's like, I'm almost there, but uh, is it worth it? And it's more like out of, um, it, it's literally going back to the scenario of, am I, am I successful because I have like a, a traditional degree or whatnot compared yeah. to, I have experience and I've worked up a resume and a portfolio of, of being, you know, like more in the tech side of things. Yeah. I was like, I, I think it's valid to give it a shot. <laughs> and I wanted to. Yeah. So uh, for those that don't know, I'm yeah. in my third year. So yeah. I'm very much almost done. But yeah. because so I'm close. part-time, it will take me longer than one year to finish my last year. Mm-hmm. And so the barrier that I had shared with Nasha was that like, what am I going to do with an English lit degree <laughs> in tech if I want to be like a software developer, if I want right. to be a data analyst, like where is that going to But, but then me? that's where I came in and I was like, hey, but like don't discredit your degree, like you write your own narrative. And I think yeah. that's something I had to learn too is like even though I didn't pursue what I studied, but I still feel like that gave me, um, it, it wrote part of my story as whatever whatever i'm doing in my life yeah like going to do like i think i just have to own up to who i am like and not compare myself as like a a labeled like i'm a canadian born asian you know 20 year old like i'm not i don't have to be like every one that has that demographic right so yes yeah (laughs) And like, and like, sorry, I don't know. No, go ahead. Okay, so the thing with that is like, I, and I know you might share this as well, but it's like, I want to do it not just for 
myself but at the end of the day I feel like I'm doing it for my parents mm. and then that's that's that added variable of just like I I want to finish it just just mm-hmm. to make them of course like mm-hmm. feel feel at ease that their their little one is I think like a lot secure. of people are yeah. like I'm not blaming Asian parents like they do so much for us but yes. it I I have to say I did it not for them but because there was that Asian uh, like family stigma of that I really like my, my parents are so lenient and open-minded so I'm already really thankful but I had higher expectations than them because I'm like if okay, I yeah. don't get it I would feel um, behind so I made myself like get that degree and finish it but uh, like but I think for you too like and like you got a freaking architecture degree. That's, no, no, first of all, that's, it's not. That's, no, no. What do you it's like I don't know. Like that's another story. Like of like my journey through bachelor architecture school. Like I mean, note that you need your masters to be an actual architect. So mine was just like a, I would say an art degree, <laughs> like a design art degree. It it Even, felt it felt it wasn't. It didn't feel like fraud, but it was a very interesting, like, time frame. Like, I remember graduating and I'm like, what did I do? Like, I don't feel proud of myself. I'm questioning how did I do that and what what even did I achieve? I remember thinking that on my graduation day. <laughs> I, I honestly think that's a bit of, like, imposter syndrome. Like... Oh. Where we just like don't think that we what we did is good enough or that it's valid or that we belong in like this certain field. Mm. But like for you, I think you just like are so inherently like creative that even if it's not what you think an architecture degree might be, like mm. you still pursued art and that's still going to be valuable for you, uh, knowing that you want to move into like becoming a creative director or <laughs> oh man like you know like yeah. it's still relevant and I feel mm. like um you know even though you might not be in the specific field of architecture like mm. that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't take away from just pursuing art in general mm, yeah no I think that also that conversation had with myself and it that's what motivated me to do these kind of things like the podcast and like do my own thing because I'm like at the end of the day I'm the director for myself I will be the art director of my own life if I'm not going to be hired to do that for others then I have the opportunity to curate like my my lifestyle and like shoot it in a way where I would shoot like a campaign or a branding thing I'm like, I just have to start with myself. So it sounds very cliche and cheesy, but it's like, you're your architect of your own life. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna go and design buildings, but I'm gonna try and design my own life. And yeah. I don't think that's cliche at all. I think that's like, that's what more people should be doing. It's just like listening to like your, um, the, the small voice that like really wants you to go for what, your heart wants rather than mm-hmm. what your mind thinks is like quote unquote more logical or like what people deem more successful yeah and yeah. um yeah like another thing i want to bring up um was i think 
you mentioned we come from the same background. Like you mentioned you have like, like are you Cantonese, Chinese? So my dad, well, yeah. So my dad is from Hong Kong and mm-hmm. he mainly speaks Cantonese. Okay. Um, he's been trying to learn Mandarin, mm-hmm. but I would say like he, he Cantonese is his native language. Okay. Um, and the, the thing about that is like, there's a disconnect between like his uh, his culture and his mm-hmm. upbringing and like mine because oh. my mom is not is not Chinese she's Filipino and okay. so growing up me and my siblings only learned English, English right. and they never my parents never taught us their their native languages which would oh. be like Tagalog or right, Cantonese right. Mm-hmm. and so you know, and now if we're getting into like this, this dual identity, yes, look, it's it, a struggle. It's a struggle. I think because in our conversation today, like we talked about having um, expectations set based on like having an Asian background, um, but also like growing up in a Western dominant society, yes. which like you know, um, it, it's it is a struggle because you have both like um uh, expectations um to kind of navigate through and not i would say when i was younger i didn't feel like i belonged like i felt like the outsider and then it, it was all the way till university where the demographic was more international like from all over the world I finally felt like, oh, like everyone's from a different place. I finally am not that outsider of being the odd one out. And that's when I really started to accept like my culture and background. So that's like so many years of like not accepting. And and then now I'm fully immersed in my culture and I'm just, I'm trying to learn like I'm trying to learn more like as you mentioned like you you want to learn the language again for me like I was born and raised with that um spoken in my like my mom dad knows speaks it every day um but I just wasn't trained like not trained like I didn't program myself to speak to them yeah and like because I you thought like it's it's better if I just speak English because yeah. everyone around yeah. me speaks yeah. English. Yeah, and they understand it, right? They are yeah. fluent, so I didn't find the need to have to speak to them in Chinese. I'm capable of it. I'm not perfect, far from perfect. Um, but then, for example, when I go back to like the home, the motherland, um, the homeland, yeah, the homeland, <laughs> the, the like you know, and I. I, I use that language there's also a disconnect <laughs> and yeah. I'm once again the odd one out so I'm like I, I I also think there's like this middle area of yes. of, of like interlapping <laughs> yes and like the, okay so yes. you're touching on so many things yeah just like, we're I sitting just... in the middle like we're we're sitting on this cruise <laughs> where <laughs> you know where like half of you is on another ship and then the other half of you is on the other ship just going different ways but like i am i'm with you there Mm. because i I don't even know if i like told you but Mm. growing up i actually lived in um a a small town east of toronto called colburn where there's like a population of two thousand okay yeah like i'm talking very small town so okay my parents moved away from toronto and they wanted to like live in this 
uh, experience the country life. Okay. So from grade one to grade 11, I lived in a very small town where you could probably count on one hand how many minorities there were living wow. in the town, and we were one of them. So literally throughout all my life, in all my like grade school pictures, I was the only Asian <gasps> in the class. Wow. And that in retrospect yeah. it does take a toll on you because mm-hmm. you're like you want to fit in with mm-hmm. the majority mm-hmm. but you're a visible minority so they mm-hmm. don't really take you in and like no matter how good your English is mm-hmm. they're still going to be like you're Asian you're Asian and then in my head I'm like am I though because yeah. I don't know the language mm. I don't know really anything about mm. like my culture growing right. up and when I did see like my dad's family, mm-hmm. like his side of the family, they would all be speaking like Cantonese. They would have oh, all these no certain way. traditions, and I would just be like, I don't know those traditions. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so am I? And like, there's just oh. this weird like duality of like the people around you saying you're Asian, but mm-hmm. then the Asians being like you're not Asian enough. That's really interesting because I think even though we share the same, I would say like cultural background, the experience. Yeah. Um, like created such a different like I would say you stayed authentic and you're like you actually didn't know and you were questioning like for me I purposely stripped that away from myself because I got bullied like so much about things and I'm not gonna go into detail about like what happened but it was just like I felt ashamed like a lot of the time and I would try to strip it away and be like I'm just like you Mm-hmm. Even though I don't look like that, but I'm just like you. And I went through that for a long time, like until I told you, like I really found acceptance in, yeah. like my my family background. I'm like, hey, it's actually yeah. okay to like be this. And I think now in the 20s, it's more like navigating, like as you said, um, for like you claiming it, yeah, yeah, like for you, you have this desire to want to dive deeper because you didn't um like you weren't you didn't learn the language or whatnot but like for me it's like i learned it but now it's and i want to be proud of it but i'm also not a hundred percent and so i sometimes feel like i'm a like fraud (laughs) like how do i explain it it's like i'm not i am actually very asian like deep down because I my mom is like super Hong Kong <laughs> I don't know how to explain it you know it's a very tip like, and yes. it's and it's yeah. beautiful it's beautiful yeah. and then but I also have like the western like conditioning mm-hmm. so when I'm in like Hong Kong like, I totally get everything but like people assume that I'm just like whitewashed you're what you're you're westernized yeah westernized yeah. or something and yeah. I I have to like almost like prove myself to be like, yeah, like I am Asian. And I know the the like culture and I understand things. And then but when I'm he- here in Canada, it's almost like why are you trying so hard to be Asian? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you know what it is too. Like and, okay, you can correct me if I'm wrong here yeah. cuz I actually never visited. I've never visited Hong Kong. Okay. I've never been to China. Yeah. I really want to though, mm-hmm. but yeah. I haven't yet experienced that. But I like mm-hmm. um just given what you've shared with me and from mm-hmm. what i understand mm-hmm. is that they are very proud of like their nationality and so mm-hmm. i think in terms of like they, they judge 
maybe like Western culture and like the things that 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 um <laughs> that we do or like that society deems like okay because they're so like they're so proud of well, like. I'm not sure own. if it's judge, but it's like they, they will acknowledge the difference. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Um, so it's not like a negative thing. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's like yeah. they assume that I just don't know like <laughs> Asian culture or traditions. Um, but I'm like, I do. Yeah, so like, I do. I do. And I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. I just don't sound very like fluent or whatnot. Yeah. I just yeah. don't sound. Sa- I think it's the thing. I don't sound it, and that's where all the misunderstanding happens. Um, and for me. It's just, I don't know. I feel reluctant about it. It's like, I want to be better, but I don't know. Or you're like, will a better ever be good enough? Yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, I have to accept it. (laughs) Yeah, and so I I think that's like the perfect, perfect way to like capture that Mm -hmm. or like capture this topic is like, Mm -hmm. because you mainly grew up here in like Canada Mm -hmm. that you will always have this like dual identity that Mm -hmm. you you may never be more one more than the other and like that's also okay because granted that Mm -hmm. we're you know we weren't born there or Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I I wasn't right like Mm -hmm. I I actually will never probably get to that point where um I'm recognized as (laughs) as such oh my god and like and like that would make sense because like I didn't grow up there. I've had mm-hmm. different experiences, and so p- trying to strive to like identify with that side more strongly than like mm-hmm. where I actually grew up, it, I guess in that sense it wouldn't make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. This this is all really good. I think it's just we put a lot of things on the table, and I think the goal of that was. Um, really just to open up these conversations um, and like normalize the unknown, the gray, the in-between. Um, yes. There's so much interest. The in-between. Yeah, the in-between. <laughs> yeah. Like I think a lot of people are in that in-between. Like it's not definite and like career-wise, identity-wise. Um, and that's okay. <laughs> Um, So being able to just be on this journey and like support one another like as the analogy goes on on this like cruise ship like join get on this cruise ship like (laughs) sign up for it and let's have a good time together like every one of like whoever's listening like in your 20s lost um yeah let's like just embrace it have a good time sailing you know and And, like share it with people because i think that's Mm. where you start to like feel better about your circumstances is just Mm. getting perspective from other people Mm -hmm, who mm -hmm. are also going through like the same emotions maybe Mm. not dealing with the exact situation and like Mm. we may never experience the same situations as Mm. each other but we Mm. can definitely resonate with like the emotions and the feelings that it gives us that's good like Yes. If anything that I've learned mm-hmm. with talking with Nasha is that, like, talking about it is so, so good and, like, mm-hmm. therapeutic in a way because it makes you feel a little bit less alone in the world. Right. And I guess that's why I really wanted to just create this digital space is this is literally, like, the cafe you would go into and have a chat with a friend. Yes. Um, yes. So 
I'm inviting, you know, like people from all backgrounds and all places and, you know, times in their life to just share their path and just um, celebrate it. Yeah, I yeah, want to celebrate yeah. and like I'm celebrating your, you know, path on this episode. Like we're on this cruise ship together and we're gonna cruise along and yeah. you know hopefully it's gonna be good vibes like sending good vibes to everyone out there um but yeah like thank you so much for taking the time to just chat like <gasps> thank you for having <laughs> me it's so nice yeah. to be able to, like talk about it and have a platform to share it yeah with, with it's others. just so precious to be able to find you know like-minded individuals that are you know, navigating through life. Um, yeah. Definitely a pleasure to be able to, like, sail with you. I know it's so cheesy, but... I love it. I love it. It's, Anytime. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But, yeah, thanks so much uh, for coming to the Ketchup Cafe. And, yeah, I will see you all in the next one. Bye. Bye. For those of you who stayed till the end, we are always blessed for your constant support at the Ketchup Cafe. In order to pay it forward, we love to support local businesses or creatives in our digital space. Today, we invite you to visit our guest Jess's sister's food truck called Home Appliances Food Co., located in Toronto by the Young and Eglinton area. You will see a cute pink and blue truck serving bites made of locally sourced ingredients. If you're ever in the area, swing by and check it out. I'll leave all the info in the description box in the YouTube video for this episode. Thanks again, and I'll catch you in the next one.